The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello, hello, everybody. I feel like I'm so tall. Hold on. Why am I? I don't like this spot. This is a weird seat. It's okay. your spot. You sat there for seven months. I know, but I got so accustomed to this one. Okay, whatever. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Paper Out. And guess what day it is? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Let's guess what today is. Humpty. Uh, that's Humpty. That's Humpty. Humpty, Humpty, Humpty. Oh um, as you guys know, it is my favorite day of the work week on Paper Route here. Hump day. We got a lot of things to dive into. Myself, Brandon Marshall. As you can see, we have a gap at the table. Yeah. Where in the world is Brandon Flowers? That should be a game that we play. We should put Woo there today. We should put BC there BC. today. He's getting his um, uh, uh, on-camera credits lately when it comes to the New York Knicks. <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to do. When it's basketball talk, BC, you're going to hop out the booth and hop in the chair. That's what we're going to get you to do today. That's your assignment. But until we get to that point, there's so much to dive into from the NFL to the NBA <laughs> to everything in between. Apparently, a reporter, um, listen, sometimes when you got to go, you gotta go. And uh what happened? We'll 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 talk about it. But uh let's first talk about some uh Wednesday hump day headlines. What you got, Brandon? Aaron Rodgers. Oh. Why is he blessing <laughs> you over the Jets? Isn't it crazy how much we've talked about the Jets since Aaron Rodgers arrived? It's big city, the media capital of the world, but I'm yeah, actually it was first Aaron Rodgers, then it was the ankle, I mean the Achilles, and then it was when is he coming back? Now, Ashley, he's blasting his own organization. We will discuss it. I just you don't you don't want to discuss I'm it. I'm so tired of this man. I'm J E T S. Can you jets, imagine jets, jets. we're talking about him at nauseum? And he's not even playing. Can you imagine when he steps back on the field and he's actually playing football? It's it going to be, be Aaron Rodgers' watch 24-7. No, it won't, won't be the same. It'll be just like, you know, just football stuff. Oh my God, it's just is... football stuff. It's just like that, man, the anticipation <laughs> of Aaron Rodgers 
you know, in New York, and then he finally got there, and then it was awesome all off season. Then he gets hurt. It's did just you, like, ah. Did you see Aaron Rodgers on the uh, Pat McAfee show? They did it live at the Seaport. And oh, really? They did. Oh, that's cool. Andrew, Aaron Rodgers you, came in live? He's live. Andrew, if you can pull the clip, um, Awful Announcing on Twitter actually has the clip. So we can talk about it after. Awful we talk about, Announcing. Yeah, it's the yeah, Awful Announcing has the clip. It's Aaron Rodgers speaking to Pat McAfee, and he's, like, throwing shots at Stephen A. It's, it's Like, real shots? Like, it's... It's a little bit, it's it's Aaron Rodgers' shot. So, like, Andrew, if you can pull that clip while I talk about this clip so we have it after this conversation, it's absolutely just, like, it's so Aaron Rodgers and so aggravating and so annoying that, like, I feel like we have to discuss it. <laughs> um, so, Awful Announcing is the Twitter page, and you'll see, like, the caption says something like, Aaron Rodgers tries to rope Stephen A. into, like, a certain conversation. Just Was just Stephen A. there? Um, no, hell, hell no, no. Stephen A. No. was in the the building because it was on the set. Yeah, but of, he wasn't there of with NBA Aaron Rodgers or first take or whatever. He was somewhere. He was there though. He was oh, present in the okay. parameters. Um, but listen, we're gonna go ahead and talk about this part of the Aaron Rodgers conversation. And he's not happy with how his backup. I don't know which backup he's referring to. I'm gonna assume it's Zach Wilson because you know there's plenty of quarterback rotations in New York going on. And um, he's not happy with how his backup is being portrayed by the media. He uh, A report surfaced last week, or earlier this week, rather, where an anonymous source or sources were quoted saying that Zach Wilson was hesitant to take back the Jets' starting job. Well, let's just say that Aaron Rodgers wants some investigative journalism work done and get to the bottom of who is behind this report. Listen. You know, we need to get to the bottom of whatever this is coming from and put a stop to it privately uh, because there's no place in, the, in a winning culture where, and there's been, this is not the only time, there's been a bunch of other leaks. Big that, city, that a lot out. of reporters. I get it. A lot of friends. I get it. They're not your friends. No, yeah. They're not your friends. Yeah, what? friends. They're not your friends. Even if they are, like, is that really what you want to be about? You want to be about using someone in the media yes. to leak stuff to uh, in order for what? To get them to put your name out there for a job or if you're a player to get you a write-up, something. I think it's chicken shit um, at its core and, and uh, you know, I think it has no place in, in a winning organization to be to be a source on it, especially not being going to assassinate somebody's character. Wow. Uh, let me put this on mute. Um, Actually, initially, I, I thought like it was just like really good organization. He said it right. Winning organization, championship organizations, it's hard for anything to get out. We talked about this when you know you went into detail about the mm -hmm. uh, Miami Heat and Pat Riley, and you know even in your early days when you were uh, around there. Um, so like we have these conversations all the time, but it's almost like in passing. I thought this was going to be a soundbite in passing. This is my mm -hmm. first time hearing it. I um, actually would like to listen to it again probably in a few minutes here, but, like, because there was so much there. I'm thinking it was just, like, in passing. Like, yeah, we got to make sure we don't let anything out, right? Mm -hmm. No, he really went in. Mm -hmm. Like, he really went in. And, and, I, I, and I actually love this. I love it because when you are Aaron Rodgers, you're a player like this, mm -hmm. you can impact everyone in the building. 
And so for him to come out and say this, he's talking to ownership. He's talking to general managers. He's talking to – he ain't talking about – some players, but he's talking about everybody in the building. Like, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. It's so we, – we don't understand is that it's so political at times. I never forget going back to uh, the Denver Bronco days and, you know, uh, Adam Schefter had something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this can't be true. I go to the organization, like, is this true? It's like, no, no, no. A year later, come to find out it was true. And it's like, that was my first time where I realized that organizations, coaches, general managers, they plant stuff. They do. Because guess what? They're thinking about their jobs for five, ten years to come. And how do they do that? They maintain the narrative. They maintain relationships with media. So this is powerful. Aaron Rodgers, kudos to Aaron Rodgers. I'm falling deeper in love with Aaron Rodgers. Hurry back, bro, because we miss you. I mean, it isn't – I mean, he's – it's – Aaron Rodgers has been in the game for a long time. So he knows how this works. And I wonder if – Things were different on the Jets, and the Jets were winning, and Zach Wilson was playing well if he would have the same opinion about media leaks and, and anonymous sources and, and things, you know, getting out of locker room. Because it, it happens. Nothing will get out the locker room if you're but playing well. No, no, no. Well. It happens in sports, like, all the time. Whether If you're winning, but you have two guys on the team who don't like each other, that's gone out. There's always a story to be discovered, whether or not you're winning or losing. When you're winning, it looks like someone's trying to sabotage you from the inside. Mm-hmm. When you're losing, it looks like someone's just trying to pile on. It's just for different reasons. So I say that to say that I wonder if the Jets were winning and the story was more along the lines of something like that, mm-hmm. like Garrett Wilson and Zach Wilson don't actually like each other or like something yeah, along right, like right, that. Right, or, right, right. you know, Robert Saller has an issue with this play. Like, I wonder if he would be as die on the sword about it because it's not affecting the product on the field. So I wonder if he's so like on his soapbox about it because they're losing and Zach Wilson's part of the reason why they're losing or were losing because he's not the the quarterback right now. I just wonder how genuine his stance is on this and if circumstances were different, would he be as Mm -hmm. ruffled by Mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. You know? Think about what he said. I, I do want to listen to this again because I think there are some things I may have missed. Um, but he, the last thing, again, he said, this doesn't happen in championship organizations. So if you're mm-hmm. winning, if they are winning, Ashley, I don't think it would be getting out. It I, doesn't. I, it, I, it definitely happens all the time. You're right. It happens right. all the time. But a lot of times it's surface level stuff where it's like, uh, A.J. Brown and uh, Jalen Hurts got into it at the beginning of the year. Right. Right. Remember? And, then they, and they said, oh, that's my brother. We're good. So it's, it's this is easy stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But no one else came out in that organization and said, oh, this is what really was said. This was real. This is what really happened. That just doesn't happen when you're winning or in winning organizations. And so you're in this situation now, you know, uh, as the Jets, where you I would say you're not at the bottom of the barrel. We were never at the really bottom of the barrel. But. You haven't won in how many years? You haven't been to the playoffs in how many years? Aaron Rodgers goes down. Now you're back into a losing environment. Mm-hmm. They've been doing great all year. Robert Sala been standing up. Nope, Zach Wilson's my guy. Nope, Zach. And now all of a sudden it gets hard. December, January. This is the hardest. This is the hardest time in football when you're losing. It's cold. Your body is hurting. This is true. <laughs> what Brandon Flowers say, you already making plans for vacation. You shipping your cars out. And this is when people start yapping and talking. 
And so I, I, I love that Aaron Rodgers uh, stood up and said that. And, um, you know, hell, you know what? If Aaron Rodgers, his impact on his organization thus far is phenomenal. If he never even suits up, he's going to leave a lasting impression on his organization, even things like this. This is how it's supposed to be done. Well, let's listen to that clip one more time. Yeah, take, let's run Take that a back. listen, guys. You know, we need to get to the bottom of whatever this is coming from and put a stop oh, to it privately yeah. uh, because there's no place in a, in a winning culture where, and there's been, this is not the only time, there's been a bunch of other leaks. Big that, city, that a lot of out. reporters. I get it. A lot of friends. I get it. They're not your friends. No, yeah. They're not your friends. Yeah, what? friends. They're not your friends. Even if they are, like, is that really what you want to be about? You want to be about using someone in the media yes. to leak stuff to uh, in order for what? To get them to put your name out there for a job or if you're a player to get you a write-up something? I think it's chicken shit um, at its core. And, and uh, you know, I think it has no place in, in a winning organization to be to be a source on it, especially not if you're going to assassinate somebody's character. Mm. I mean, okay. <laughs> the second I time also, around, anything else come up? I also want to say this. This isn't Green Bay, Aaron. You're in New York, New Jersey, but you're in the tri-state. This is the toughest media market in sports. It's not. It's it's worse than L.A. It's worse than Miami. It is the toughest media market from any sports angle that you any sport that you want to discuss or you want to go ahead and dissect. New York media rips them to shreds just to build them up again. It is the way it has always been done. You want to talk hockey, you want to talk baseball, you want to talk basketball, you want to talk football. It has the way it's always been done. So the media leaks aren't going to stop. And you're talking about a winning culture. The Jets are not winning. Like, they're, right now, you might as well have, if, if the media in New York are sharks in an ocean. right. They're basically chunks of, of, of fish and blood and guts that are being dumped into the ocean and all the mm -hmm. sharks are coming to come and get it. That's what New York media does, especially when you're losing. Yeah. When you're winning, they'll try to find a story to make a story. You know, that's what they do. They're messy. New York Sports Radio, I grew up listening to it. I know the market very, very well. The fan base does the same thing. Mm -hmm. They're never they're, Yeah, but that should have nothing but that's but that should have nothing to do with the the in the the players and the coaches. No, it shouldn't. But what I'm saying is is that he's trying to reinvent the wheel of a media machine that has existed long before he got to New York and will exist That's long right. after That's he right. leaves. That uh, is that is that is the no, foundation but, but, of New York no, sports but that's, media. No, they yes. will tear you apart. It's what no, they've that's always not what done. Yeah, that, but I don't think he's talking I don't think that's the that's the biggest takeaway. The biggest takeaway is cool, they they can do that. But inside stay together and don't give them anything. No, you would you would expect that, but I, I Hey, but, but then, the players aren't. Let me make, let me make this very very clear for people who don't know like how the inner and the you know the inner workings of journalism. The players aren't leaking stories now. Some some does. Hold on. Now, well, I will say that sometimes you get a player who doesn't really get playing time, but he knows all the tea because he's in the locker room and you know he ain't got nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. So maybe he'll slip a story for a little bit of you know. It it happens, but for the most part. 
when we get leaks from a locker room, it's not coming from the players. It's coming from people who have eyes and ears in that locker room, but yeah. they don't put a jersey on. But they yeah. know everything that happens. Right. So Aaron Rodgers, nine times out of ten, you don't got to worry about the guys wearing the same jersey as you. It's everyone else in that nah, locker room nah. who has access it's, to it, from no. security to the equipment No, it's, a, it's everybody. It's everybody. For the most part, no, it's, a, it's it not depends. players. No, no, no. And it, and it sometimes it's, it's big-name players. Sometimes. No, sometimes yeah, it is. No, but for the I, most part, it's not like it's LeBron everybody. James tipping off the media. It's, it's everybody. not how that works. It's everybody. It's everybody. It's everybody. Even that, like, you got to think, like, everybody got relationships. Pay attention. If if you, you, you mentioned, like, LeBron James, like, LeBron James is friendly with Shannon Sharp. If Shannon Sharp comes out with some information, could he potentially get it from a, a, a LeBron James? Well, like, it's all of a game. Um, and what happens is that as you're a player, uh-huh. you're you're right what you're saying, but I just I just don't want to gloss over the no, player no, part. Of course, but- you're right what you're saying, but no, there's players and there's big-name players because when you get – as you get older as a player, you start understanding the game. Right, like, right. I, I gave you this story when I first got in the league. I'm like, man, no way. And then you go speak to the person – that you think might have leaked, and they're like, no, a general manager, head coach, whatever. And then you're like, holy shit, Adam Schefter started off on a beat in Denver. Who co-wrote his book? Or not co-wrote, who signed off on the yeah, Who helped? Who helped? Who wrote the forward in the book? Coach Shanahan. Uh-huh. And, and what you realize is all about relationships. Some of these men and women on a beat have been covering these teams for 15, 20 years. And what happens, and this is this is exactly what happens from a personnel standpoint, ownership down to general managers and people in the organization, they'll go, I've seen this happen. All right, look, all right, all right, all right, Sean. I mean, this is here's what happened. Mm-hmm. All right, this is what's going on. And then they built these relationships so they can protect the organization or protect themselves. Players, they do it as well. Hell, I've done it before. No, and that was, I've done it before as a player to be control my, my narrative. No, no, like, that no, was going to be my go point that for the most part, when players are leaking stories to the media, for the right. most part, and again, I've we've been in locker rooms for different things. Yes, right. But for, in my experience, when players have relationships with the media, and you know, stories get out. Nine times out of ten, those stories are to benefit them. So, like, if they're having a bad season, the story comes out, all all of a sudden they're hurt. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's never to bash the team specifically unless there's, like, a serious situation going on. Nine times out of ten, a media player relationship is to benefit them when they need it. I'm talking about stories that are detrimental to the team. Most of the time, that doesn't come from, like, your big-name players. Like, it may come from a player, but it's the guys that that you don't really got to, like, you don't really know their name. They got nothing to lose. They have nothing to gain, really. And here's the other key, too, Ashley, right? Like, if a guy... Has have been there has has has, has a long tenure in the organization like mm-hmm. a player. We're talking about six to ten years. Mm-hmm. Oh, they got relationships in media too, for sure. And so, like those be the guys. Some of those punters, yeah, the most, you you punters out there. I mean, shut look, up. A, look at Pat McAfee, former punter. Right, look in media. Right? Okay, no, Pat's a real one. Pat's a real <laughs> one. But those be the ones, Ashley. Like even there was a situation. Yeah, I, I can't give too much information, but like, nah, man, you gotta watch. People be shut up. People be talking too much. Shut up. 
But it is what it is. It's uh, I'm glad Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, had this conversation and had it the way he did. He ain't beat around the bush. He didn't say, you know, hey, we gotta. No, he said it's happened. That was the other big takeaway. He said, no, nah, no, nah, and and it's happened a couple times before. It could be about his own, uh, his rehab process. Mm-hmm. You know, his injury. That might be a part of that. It's like, damn, how, why do we have all this infora- information? Because m- most players and most people, they like to keep stuff, you know, internal, you know, inside. But it's we're getting true. a lot of information about the Jets right now. A lot of information about the Jets. So. Listen, um, speaking of the Jets, before we move on, I want to share with you guys the clip from yesterday that I just, it was absolutely hilarious. This is just Aaron Rodgers, like, has to be a simulation of a person. Like, he can't be a, he can't be a real individual. Like, it's just not physically possible for him to be a real person. So Aaron Rodgers, obviously, we all know what his stance on COVID-19 was. Right. That famous, you know, vaccinated, not vaccinated, or immunized, or whatever the word is that he used to kind of dance around the fact that he hadn't gotten the vaccine, but he wanted people to, he wanted to leave it up for interpretation whether or not he actually got vaccinated. So um, fast forward, COVID is still very much around, but we've now figured out how to live with it. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, luckily not killing people at the rate that it was. Now it's just a pain in the ass to get because it's like a flu. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've moved past the dark ages of COVID. And um, so basically Aaron Rodgers (laughs) was on the Pat McAfee show and uh, tried to rope Stephen A., into really? a little bit of a COVID uh, victory lap. Just just listen to this. Wow. But as I sit here today, I feel like I'm definitely on the right side of history and uh, went through a lot of shit uh, for uh, an opinion that was my own, uh, you know, personal belief based on what was best for my body. And in an era of censorship and uh, quelling free speech, um, uh, I'm glad that uh, I took the stand that I did and welcoming more and more people to the uh, the side of freedom and uh, free speech. Right. This is great. I can just directly go to my phone. <laughs> I actually like this movie. I, I can just go right to my one shot. I was about right to say, we just did real journalism there. Yeah, and we even great. got snapped. The right side of history, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you I can't, love Aaron you can't make this up. Like this Aaron is, Rogers. this is a real quote, the right side of history. Um, he was talking about previously, he was talking in a couple seconds before he said that he was talking about how, uh, Stephen A looks in great shape and he says, Oh, it must, oh, so, okay, that's it how must came be, together. you know, working out, eating right, cold plunge, hot sauna, all these things that I was, you know, speaking about that could help you fight viruses and things like that. And then he goes into, I feel like I'm on the right side of history today. And it's just, <laughs> <laughs> Ashley. Let's keep it. Let's He's keep it all. Let's so keep it funky. Aggie. Like Cam Newton would say, let's keep it so funky. So Aggie. Before Aaron Rodgers put on the green. Uh huh. Did you like him? <sighs> yes. You know. You know. I'll tell you why. I don't like aloofness. Doesn't bother me. Okay. Cool. Me. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. So yeah. But, but the most people, right? Yeah. A lot of people. No, well, didn't like him. Didn't like him. I'll say this though. Did, I didn't like. Think, I didn't you, like him his last year in Green Bay. Okay. But I did but like, overall, though, overall you, okay, I liked him. Okay, yeah. cool. But last year in Green Bay kind of rubbed would, me the Would wrong you way. say that he is changing the he's changed the narrative around him? Like or, or I wouldn't say that. No. Would you say that would you say that more people uh are starting to like him? 
I think you know what? I don't think so. I no, think, I think what? more people are amused by him because I feel like he's on a bigger platform with the Jets, it's a different spotlight than you know being in Green Bay. But I think that people are just so enamored with just how ridiculous he is at times and just how like just not like I told you, he's like a simulation of a person, he's Listen, not a real individual. This like, is the amazing part about athletes keeping it real and being themselves and talking. Ashley, I didn't like Aaron Rodgers. Really? No, well, like I, I mean, that, from afar, like what you see, how he acts, and certain things. Like I didn't like Aaron Rodgers. It ain't a big deal. There's a lot of people don't like me. It's okay. This is true, right? But since he's been in New York, I fell in love with Aaron Rodgers. Uh huh. Fell in love. I actually told Woody Johnson we were uh, at the Super Bowl. Uh, we were outside of a hotel in the back. We sitting on the patio. Me, him, and uh, um, his security, Bobby. So Bobby's sitting there, and I'm like, yo. Don't go get Aaron Rodgers. I'm 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 lobbying for Woody Johnson to not get Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So glad they didn't listen to me. I love Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, man. Uh, the more he talks, the more we get to know him. Now, look, he has he's bullish in some of his viewpoints, like COVID nineteen and some of his other right, things right. that he believes in, and it's okay. And totally the more okay. he talks about it, the more he talks about the things that he loves, the more I'm falling in love with him because he's so authentic. He's so real. And we didn't get this out in Green Bay outside of like uh, some appearances on the Pat McAfee show. But it was only a small little window that we were able to see him. We're seeing him more. And I absolutely love it. And I think other players should take note of just like being, be comfortable being you, being real. It's okay. But you know what we do? We sit in the box. We're institutionalized, and we say we got to say all the right things. We can't rock the boat. No, it's okay. See, I was the guy that was getting in trouble saying shit like this, going out there and being like, yeah, why are we doing this as an organization? Bro, you can't say that. You can't say that. You can't do those things. And that's one of the reasons why So uh, there's 50%, 50% of the football population, when talking about fans, they may be like, who is that guy? And there's another 50% It's like, oh, I kind of like that guy. It is what it is. Well, listen, Aaron Rodgers will continue to be the gift that keeps on giving. So I'm sure this is not going to be the last time uh, we talk about it. But we're no secret on this show to hearing. uh, What's the timeout? Timeout. Let's go back. When you introduced this, when I know I gave you my news of the day. Mm -hmm. You remember what you did? You put your hit. Yeah, you did. Yeah, because I'm tired of talking. No, you just enjoyed it. BC Woo, did she not just enjoy that conversation? I, we went 25 minutes I talking about Aaron Rodgers. I enjoyed the COVID conversation because it was funny. No, she out there saying, oh, pull this clip. Yeah, look, they banging on the wall. Pull this really, clip, pull BC? that clip. Yeah. <laughs> you enjoyed it. Let's talk about it tomorrow. We're sh- I don't want to talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, <laughs> listen, let's go ahead and move on. We're no secret on this show to hearing players of particular teams back up their quarterbacks and saying that their QB is the best QB that there is. Well, now you can go ahead and add Debo, Debo Samuel to that conversation because he is waving the flag for Brock Purdy as MVP and is going as far as saying there is no debate. Um, he was asked about it on a particular show. I believe this was uh, in Kay, a Kay, Kay Adams Kay show, show, Up and Adams. Up and Adams. And uh, here's what he had to say about Brock Purdy and all the MVP talk. Where's Brock in your your personal MVP conversation? Man, my boy number one right now. It ain't up for debate. I mean, there's a lot of Tyshawn goes, mm-hmm, yeah, oh yeah, that's, yeah. that's the one. Well, can I hear the argument for for Brock? 
what's the case for Brock to be the MVP? Um, you know, he's just got to keep stacking games, stacking days, stacking weeks. So we got to go out here and continue to make plays for him. What do you think? I'm not believing you. I'm not. I don't believe you, Devo. Um, I believe that he believes that Brock is the MVP, but the fact that he couldn't give me a reason why is a little bit like. Right. Right. Just got to keep stacking wins. Well, that's obvious. Like, you can't be the MVP if you don't win. So, I get that part. But in terms of what has he done for 13 weeks consistently that would make him the MVP over a Dak Prescott, over a Jalen Hurts, over a Patrick Mahomes, over a Tyree Kill, over a Christian McCaffrey, I don't know if I can say that. Now, we're just talking – Regency bias, and we're just talking about what is it, what is it you've done for me lately? Sure, but last time I checked, the MVP award is a full season award, and even with Dak Prescott, right. you can say even the games that they've lost, he hasn't had bad games. Mm-hmm. Like statistically, his individual numbers lost them games. Yeah, like his individual <clears throat> numbers have been consistent and have been MVP caliber the whole season. It's just this last part of the season, he's really taken it and running with it. And it's producing wins in terms of the Cowboys record. But they've been a winning team the entire year. Dak has been a winning quarterback the entire year statistically. In terms of Brock, the 49ers have won games in spite of him. Whereas if you look at some of the other teams, the Cowboys haven't won in spite of Dak. Mm -hmm. They've won with him and because of him. Same thing in Philly. Same thing in Kansas City. Same thing in Baltimore. So I don't know if I can put Brock ahead of all of those guys for that reason. Mm -hmm. Well, this is what he's supposed to say as a teammate. But there's a a huge debate. Like Dak or Brock Purdy? I would say Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's overall numbers, they're close, but his overall is better. Brock Purdy or C.J. Stroud? I think what... I think what C.J. Stroud is doing is much more significant than Brock Purdy. This was a team that was on at the bottom of the, bottom of the barrel. Y'all laughed at not y'all, but some some people laughed at me when I said you put the the, Houston, the last year's Houston Texans in the SEC. They don't even they don't even they don't they're not even five hundred. Now you go draft a, a rookie quarterback and you throw him out there, and he does this potentially get your team in the playoffs. I think they they might be in a wild card right now. So when I think about Brock Purdy and and I wasn't Brandon Flowers or mm-hmm. the Shannon Sharps of the world or whoever else that was jumping off the bandwagon just four weeks ago or, or some people never even got on it. Like I'm high on Brock Purdy. Like I love Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy gonna get a big deal. He's the face. Of, he he's not the face of the franchise because they got multiple faces of the franchise, which is interesting. But the quarterback usually is. But he will be the franchise quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. But, man, I'm going with C.J. Stroud. I'm going with Tyreek Hill, Ashley. Right now, I'm going with Tyreek Hill. Take Tyreek Hill off of the Miami Dolphins with their record, right? And the same thing you said. So, uh, I, I, I love Debo Samuels, uh, you know, standing on the, on the table um, for his teammate. But it's definitely a debate. It's a big debate. Hell, there's a debate why he's leading uh, the MVP race. For me, I, again, I I think Debo's doing exactly what you're supposed to do, and that is gas up your quarterback and be a good teammate. So this is no knock to Debo at all. This is exactly what you're supposed to do. This is what you want your guys to do. Um, but from an objective standpoint, 
or a non is it objective or not objective? Ob- I don't know. You guys, you know, what did I go to school for? Actually? What did I go to school for? <laughs> from my, from, um, oh my God, why am I drawing a blank what on you, this? You word? went to school for football too? No. Oh my God, I'm drawing a blank on this, and that's not good because I am. We take time. Google. Yeah, an objective, not influence. Yeah, okay, got it. I was right the there first time. Whew, scared me. From an from an objective standpoint, I just don't know how I could put Brock Purdy ahead of all those other quarterbacks that I named. Right. Um. You know, it's it's not a knock to him because he's playing well. But if I have Extremely to look at the well. if I have to look at the landscape of the entire <clears> season, <throat> it's just different quarterbacks have been doing it more, and different quarterbacks are solely responsible for the wins of mm-hmm. their team. I just think the 49ers are a really, really good team that can win whether or not Brock Purdy's on his P's and Q's mm-hmm. that day or if he's not. And that's not a knock to him. That's just a testament of a really well constructed football team. So is he the MVP currently? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Depends on who you ask. Is he in contention? Absolutely. Is he the MVP and there's absolutely no debate about it? I I don't know if I I agree with that part. So Dak Prescott over Purdy and I love Purdy. Uh CJ Stroud over Purdy, Tyreek Hill over Purdy. Um that's where I'm at. But we could be looking at Purdy really as the MVP if he, you know, finishes this season strong. And I wouldn't be mad at it either. There's It's still up in the air. Um, there's a lot of guys that are in position. It might be one of the closest MVP races that we've ever had. It might be. It should be. It's a really, oh, really, it's a really, you really got, good MVP You got a couple MVP guys that's, that's, sure. that's balling, 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 balling. Yeah. And guess what? Later in the show, we will discuss. We will discuss my non-quarterback MVP candidates. Because well, why, why aren't we talking about you know uh, linebackers and offensive linemen? What? What? When's the last time we had an offensive lineman? I'm, glad, as an I'm MVP? actually glad you brought that up because it is now time Rip for March up. Madness, ladies and gentlemen. Really? Yes, it is. That good. Good segue. Um, this is the part of the show where we give Brandon the floor to rant and rave about a top five list of his choosing. And this time, we're talking top five non-QB MVP candidates. Now, as you guys know, yesterday, if you watched the show, we had Roddy White on the show, and we spoke about the MVP award and why it has become the MVQ, Most Valuable Quarterback. Oh, why are so many I see what you did impressive there positions on both sides of the ball just constantly ignored for this award so this part of the show is where brandon is going to go and give those players their flowers so go ahead the floor is yours brandon yeah 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 after a few weeks i finally got it right this is not marsh march madness it's marsh madness how the hell do i mess up my own segment asking nicole moss brian how do i mess up my own segment? it was like two weeks i'm like yeah march madness right brian our producer had this uh, amazing idea to curate these segments and i'm out there for two weeks and y'all never corrected me we never tried. corrected me it's marsh and it, you know short for marshall you get it m-a-r I, I got that the first week we did it. Did you? <laughs> okay, okay. All right, we're going to start with uh, number five, T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt is a guy um, that is balling. Mm-hmm. And I love players like this, Ashley, because they impact the game in so many ways, even when they don't make the play. T.J. Watt has already scored a touchdown. T.J. Watt has uh, tackles for loss. 
And then also, when you look at how many sacks he has on the year, he has 14 sacks. That is huge, especially on a team that was producing no offense and they're still in playoff uh, contention. <laughs> That's a big deal. He should uh, be considered. And uh, the other thing about T.J. Watt is this. When I talk about not making a play, when T.J. Watt's on the left side, everybody's eyes on the left side, which means what? The dudes on the right side have clear path to victory. So when he when he's not making a play, he's still making a play because he's he, you got a double team. Hell, you even got a triple team. I mean, even a quarterback, he can't even focus. Quarterback drops back. You got a Joe Burrow dropping back like, all right, I, it's t- I, 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 my left tackle, we just went to dinner. We just had a steak, and that's my guy. He came to the crib, you know, the family and everything. I trust him. He making money. He, he good. He a dog. But that's T.J. Watt. So now you start peeking, and you forget to look at, you know, your comeback on the right side, and then the scene route going down. So he's always in everyone's head. The fourth guy I want to bring up is your guy. Can you can you guess who could be at four? Oh, they threw it up. There. <laughs> Ashley, do you want to give a little bit about uh, uh, Michael Parsons? Why? He should be considered. I mean, he is the Dallas Cowboy defense. And if you're going to put T.J. Watt up there, Micah Parsons is not too far behind. And I know we haven't seen, what, a defensive player of the year and an MVP since LT. Was it LT? I believe the last person to ever do it was LT. Really? I believe so. You can double check me on that, but I believe it was LT. But listen, Micah Parsons, like I said, is a Dallas Cowboy defense. He has been responsible for some big plays and some big-time games. And you know what they say about big-time plays? They're made by big-time players in big-time games. And it doesn't get any bigger than Micah Parsons. A big bag is coming his way, Jerry, so you better get that checkbook ready. But if we're talking about non-QB candidates, Micah Parsons is most certainly on that list. And again, you know, some people may look at this even with T.J. Watt, and it's like, well, T.J. Watt has 14 sacks, and – you know, when a guy really wins like this, it's because they're about to break Michael Strahan's record, right? We're talking about 20-something sacks. Uh, but what we don't realize and we don't we don't know how to quantify, did I say that right? Mm-hmm. It's like their impact when they're not making a play. Like Michael Parsons, he can play all four positions or in all four slots, you know, and when he's moving around – how is he impacting the game? How is he creating favorable matchups for his defensive tackle, his nose guard, his linebacker, the the end on the other side? So this is a guy sitting at 11 and a half sacks, but you talk about impact. I don't know if there's anyone greater that's making a significant impact. This guy, this is where some people will push back on me, and I, would, I can't wait. I hope I'm alive when I see this day. I'm praying that we see this day in the National Football League. I love what you said, Ashley. You said MVQ, mm-hmm. uh, most valuable quarterback, mm-hmm. but it really is supposed to be MVP. We've never seen an offensive lineman win the MVP award. Like, never. But think about that. Like, the best players, statistics, this is proven. We're talking about year after year after year has the highest grade in the National Football League is an offensive lineman. Chat, please jump in the chat right now. See if you guys know who I'm talking about. Please. Can anybody in the chat tell me who I'm about to say? Anybody. Give it 10 seconds. Talking about the face of the, should be the face of the NFL when we talk about the best player. Anybody say it? Yeah. 
spinoff beats. Trent Williams out there in the Bay, San Francisco. Trent Williams, should have, he should have been considered over the last three years. And it's a dude who's been in the league for, what, damn near 15 years, it feels like. He's him. He was the guy who was blocking in college for uh, Adrian Peterson. Trent Will Williams, we see you. We salute you. We know what time it is. You should be considered as one of the non-quarterback MVP candidates. Another guy, this is an easy one. I wouldn't have been surprised if Debo Samuel stood on the table for him, Christian McCaffrey, right? Is that – we? can we agree there? For sure. Christian McCaffrey. For sure. Um, one hell of a season he's having. You know what's interesting? Because I know you said that, like, you take this guy off of that, and I don't know we're having that discussion later, I believe. Like, if you take one of these quarterbacks off, you know, um, can the team still roll? But, you know, like, people are talking about how amazing – Who? somebody just came out and said Christian McCaffrey – was it Olsen that said uh, Christian McCaffrey? Oh, yeah. Greg Olson said during the 49ers-Eagles game that Christian McCaffrey is the best offensive player outside of a quarterback this right. season. When he said that, I was like, you know what? Right. But I was, well, Tyreek Hill. But I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the running back position. And it's like situation is everything. Like you take a Devontae Adams, you put him in a healthier situation. Devontae Adams is going to be the number one wide receiver in the NFL. But because he's not in a healthy situation, mm -hmm. he's not the number one wide receiver in the NFL. If you put Alvin Kamara in that San Francisco 49ers offense, what it could be. But we're not here to play the what if thing. We're here because it's Marsh Madness. It's top five non-quarterback MVP candidates. The last one. All right, chat, jump in. Chat, who's, who's number one? Non-quarterback MVP candidate, yes, it's the cheetah. It's Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is not only lead in the non-quarterback MVP candidate race, but he should be leading the actual MVP race. Tyreek Hill uh, is projected to have almost 2,100 yards, which we all know has never ha have been done before at the wide receiver position uh, in the history of the NFL. We're talking about Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice didn't do it. Mike Evans didn't even do it. We got to start talking about Mike Evans because Mike Evans had 10 years, of, gone 10 years in a row over 1,000 yards. Yeah. Significant. Randy Moss. Randy Moss never did it. T.O. never did it. Chad Ochocinco never did it. Steve Smith never did it. Marvin Harrison never did it. Bruce, Bruce, uh, 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 Isaac Bruce. Isaac Bruce never did it. Mm -hmm. Torrey Holtz never did it. And I'm just naming names because there's so many amazing wide receivers that have come in this league. And gone. OBJ, Justin Jefferson, the young boys, right? Larry Fitzgerald, Heinz Ward. It's never been done before. So if he eclipsed 2,000 yards, we're going to riot if he doesn't win MVP. We're going to go to Times we Square. Should. Everybody meet us in Times Square. We're going to loot. No, we're not going to. We're not going to promote any violence. We're not going to do that. If we're not he gonna do doesn't, that. yeah, we're not going to loot. We're, we're not, not going to loot. We're, we're not, not calling for that. a riot. We're not going to. All right, well, what's, a, what's a healthy riot? What is that? A we're protest? We're not going to do that. We're just going to. Ooh, but I yeah. want it to be a little rowdy, though. I want them to think that we we can go there. What, you what can be that be careful. called? We have a president who's getting who got indicted for something like that. I'm going to need you to and Kai and Kai from Twitch. Remember he when he went to he he didn't he go to jail? No, I think he yes he did go to jail. Yeah, but. He, they said he, uh, Maybe what is he, it called? I think he was arrested, he, but I don't think he went to jail. Well, it's the same thing. You get arrested, you go in the, what do you think they, where do you I think mean, they, put, they, they go put, to jail? I don't consider a holding cell going to jail. Like, Ashley, not, you're, what is that? That's just, you're being held until you place bond, you can get bail. Have you ever been to jail or have you ever been held? Mm -mm. That shit is jail. Okay. <laughs> you're going to be uncomfortable <laughs> in there. You're going to be freaking I out. Know, I don't, so that's not prison. Like, oh my goodness. You, think about it. 
Two days is nothing, right? You can sleep for two days on the weekend, right? He wasn't even there for he was in there for a few hours. That's I not know. jail. But what, I, what I'm about <laughs> to say to you is this: like, if you actually, if you actually were in a, a holding cell, for that's what it's days. called, you would freak out. Oh, for a few days, for sure, but a couple hours. He'd be calling, Patty, Patty, get me. He was only in there for a couple hours. It was basically like, you know. You know what? You know, <laughs> if you, if you. <laughs> so first off, we're going to kidnap him. He literally got booked and was released the same night. He didn't even even do 24 hours. Like. If, if, if you got arrested, would your parents run to the Bell's Bondsman and get you out? Yeah, because they would probably be like. Like it depends on what I did. Like, what did I do? It doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, because I, I mean, I would hope so because it's like okay. I've, ne- I've never been in that situation. You before. know what I do when my family you and my friends there, get arrested? Think about it for a couple days. Your ass did it. You did the crime. You do the time. Don't call. <laughs> Ashley. Halfway through my career, I'm sending five thousand here for a lawyer, ten thousand here for that, uh, twenty thousand for that. Bell's bondsman over there, man. I got to about year five, year six, probably when I got traded to the Dolphins. I said, hey, this is conference calls. This is before Zooms. You know, you had the little 1-800 number. You, you hit it, and then you got to hit the little code. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, everybody in the family, we're going to jump on this conference call. So we all there, about 25 deep. Aunties, uncles, grandmas, and all of that. Brothers, sisters, mm-hmm. couple friends. I said, hey, don't call me if y'all last go to jail no more. The bank is closed. <laughs> If you do the crime, you do the time. Oh my God. <laughs> my sister, my sister got arrested. My poor baby sister got arrested. Oh, Innocent. What? She's in her youth. She called me, Brandon, Brandon. That's crazy. I said, was you on that conference call? <laughs> Why are you calling me? <laughs> Anyways, that is our top five non-quarterback MVP candidate, right? Can we throw that up there again? All right. <laughs> TJ Watt should be considered. Micah Parsons should be considered. Trent Williams should be considered. I can't wait to see an offensive lineman win this award. Uh, Christian McCaffrey and then obviously the cheetah, Tyreek Hill. What do you think? Did I miss anybody? I think it's a good list. Miss anybody? Okay, good. Thank good you. Good list. Thank you. All right, guys. Um, we're going to go ahead and – Brandon, did you ever do anything weird or, yes. like, embarrassing? <laughs> yes, a lot of weird <laughs> stuff. Ever, ever do day. anything weird or embarrassing, like, during an interview? Like whether it was post game, ESPN interview, when you were in inside the NFL, like did anything ever happen to you, like in an interview where you were like, I hope like nobody just like, you know what I mean? no, I, nothing like nothing Never, crazy like, burped where or like you know like mid sentence or no had toilet paper stuck to the bottom of your shoe or nothing. no, I was always so smooth. The only thing that weird happened to me uh, was like. For, totally forgot my words. I was like, uh, well, like I, I'm often. always so smooth because I'm always able to like, you know, pivot. Move. Oh my goodness, I'm gonna say pivot. Sorry, <laughs> that's the only word I can I think that's of. That's why I was like, I'm like this. I'm like, ah. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, uh, change direction. Redirect. 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 <laughs> <laughs> was like pivot. I be in meetings. People be like, uh. Being like a business meeting, they'd be like, Yeah, the business, we need to pivot. I'm like, Fuck. <laughs> I had somebody on my team. I'm like, Do you not emotional intelligence? Why are you using pivot? Pivot is canceled. The word pivot is canceled on so the platform. You're always good at redirecting. <laughs> so you you just got like such a stuck. good name. You just got like it's such a good name. It is. They did a great like job, stuck, Brandon. You got like stuck at, a, at the podium and like did not know like you couldn't get yourself out of the situation. 
Never. You just like so you're just up there I just with got frozen. Stuck like that. Uh, it was like uh, Michael Irvin, get me, help me. <laughs> well, um, luckily for you, you've never farted during an interview. Um, Somebody farted. This can't. The same can't be said for uh, this uh, reporter who just during a regular NHL post game interview had to. Wow. Handle business. Wow. Go ahead. What's on your mind in the last 48 hours from the end of the game on Saturday to the start of this one? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously it wasn't a great feeling uh, last game, but... Um, <laughs> uh, what was the question? <laughs> Yo, yo, that is so good. <laughs> and he played it so smooth. <laughs> he really, he really, he like, oh my goodness. Wait, I'm trying That really happened. You know, I would have been messy. I would have been like, yo, who did it? Let's talk about it. Let's get messy. He played off, what's his name, Andre? Andre? No, 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 he didn't Andre? do it. I know, but he just played off so smoothly. He was like, he, kept <laughs> la he laughed, put his head down, and kept it moving. I would have called the dude out. Can we run that back again one more time? One more time. <laughs> one more time, please. Great stat line, um, by the way. In the last 48 hours from the end of the game on Saturday to the start of this one? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously it wasn't a great feeling. Uh, last game, but... Um, uh, what was the question? <laughs> you know what? You want to ask me the question? Have you have you done something? I've never, I've never farted during a anything weird, anything embarrassing. I burped on air once by mistake. Really? Yeah, like it wasn't. It wasn't even like a big burp. It was like one of those like combination like when like the air like it was like one of those things where it was like i was talking or whatever and i don't know maybe i had like i was drinking at the same time it was like one of those type right. of herbs not like a like yeah. it was like a baby one but i was like looking around to see if anyone heard I it but something. i don't think anyone picked it i have up. a confession it was on radio i have a confession what oh that you fart no over no in no here? we know that no oh i never farted in here i never done no i don't even paint that story i'm gonna <laughs> i have a confession because, you know, you and I, we bump heads at times, right? Mm-hmm. And we've had some 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 big debates, okay? And one day I was mad at you. It was like post-big debate. Mm -hmm. And you had a booger. And oh, I didn't did tell I? you. And I didn't tell you. I was, like, F her. <laughs> you know what? It I was, was like, F her. <laughs> Nobody saw it on camera, so. Hey, woo, BC. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm sitting here. You know, you're supposed to be a good teammate and be like, hey, you know, you must do all of that. I said, F Ashley. <laughs> hey, look, they but you know what? Nobody saw it because if Andrew would have saw it, he would have told me because Andrew always tells me. So that's fine. Um, yeah, I've hiccup burped on, on the mic before on radio. And you're a liar. You've definitely farted in here before. Really? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. In front of you? We've heard it. No way. Hand of God. You can't. No, I'm not. Heard it. That. You gotta. You gotta. Heard it. Really? Yep. Did I say excuse me? You were laughing. That's how I know you knew. Oh, oh okay. okay. <laughs> That's how I know That's you terrible. knew. You tried to like play it off, but then you started laughing. I'm like, all right. So like, okay, cool. <laughs> Dang, that's so not like me. 
Brady, you don't wash your hands when you go to the bathroom. You talking about that's not like you. Why you y'all y'all created a, a crazy narrative with this hand washing thing? We created the yeah, narrative. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I you know you know how I feel. If I have to rush back on air, it's like, do I wash my hands or do I get? I got five seconds, ten seconds to get back. You don't wash your hands, you come back. It's a good teammate. Mm-hmm. It's like sports. You know, sometimes you gotta go to the bathroom, but if you go in the locker room, you might miss a whole drive. So what do you do? You pee right there on yourself. You just pee. Sit right there. You just piss. Well, now they don't do that anymore because what they they got smart. What we used to do is like, all right, old school, the guys pee on themselves. And then what we start doing is we'll get like two equipment managers. They'll grab towels and you go right by the cooler. (laughs) It's the weirdest thing. It's literally right where they put the Gatorade at. And you just sit there, kneel. They put the towels around you pee right there. Nobody can see, right? But then what they start doing is they start grabbing these little pee pouches. And so you go in a tent and you're going to use the pee pouch. What the hell is a pee pouch? Like it's a, bag. a bag that you pee in? Yeah. What do you do with the bag? You throw it away. So why wouldn't you just pee on the grass? Because it's or like. Or just pee directly in a garbage uncouth. can. Why would you pee in a bag it's to un- throw the bag in the it's, garbage? It's uncouth. To pee in a garbage can? No, to just pee on the ground. So then why not just take the garbage can into the blue tent, pee in the garbage can, and then why are you putting it in a pouch just to put it in the trash anyway? Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. (laughs) Hey, we we just want to win a football game and pee. Can we pee? Why is it? Can we pee peacefully? Why can't you just run to the bathroom and pee? No, you can't run to the bathroom and pee because you might miss a whole drive. What if? <laughs> that's the, a what that's if a you long play, walk. Look what how, if you play offense and defense is on the field? Huh? What if you play offense and defense is you on don't, the field? You mean it, you can't? You still might miss a drive. No, we saw oh, you're Jason saying if Kelsey you play, run if to you the play bathroom offense, when the offense was on the yeah, field. Yeah, but guess what? What if the ball? There's a turnover on downs. What if there's a turnover on downs? You got to go get your helmet. You got to get out there. Hey, really quickly, because we're talking about walking to the locker room in the bathroom. That's where the the bathrooms in the locker room Mm-mm. are. It could be in a tunnel. Um, that was so funny yesterday when you we were talking about uh, Trevor Lawrence and you know we're talking about his injury. But you're like, why did he walk? Why did yeah, why did he get? Where was the cart? They didn't have a cart for this man. I saw like a little viral video where like he literally lent a half a mile. No, and for carried. real. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I see, did you see the video, the clip? There was. I've seen them bring out carts for like guys who had to go to the bathroom. Like you, why are you having your franchise That's quarterback crazy. walk from the field to the tunnel Jeez. to the locker room? Where the hell is the cart? That's crazy. Yeah, that was funny. That's insane to me. Well, this kid Andre uh, farting the farting video. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it's funny, and also he was uh, better than I was. Can we throw the, the still shot of, of him up there real quick? Oh, we have a still shot? I mean, 25 oh. saves against 25 shots. What a hell of a stat line. Oh, he's a goalie. That's a that's a shutout right there. Absolutely. That's one hell of a stat line. Shout out to him. Right. I mean, obviously, I'm a Rangers fan, so it's screw the Tampa Bay Lightning forever. But, um. <laughs> Why, what happened? They beat them in a. They just are really. They just have. The, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, are they in the same division? I don't even Tampa know. Tampa Bay how to Lightning talk about is just hockey. a freaking monster of a team, bro. It's just like. Which is weird. It's in Florida. Which doesn't really matter because you can free agency recruit guys do all that. But like, how does that work? Is it like divisions in hockey? I don't even know how to discuss it's the Atlantic hockey. division of the of the Eastern Conference. Yeah. So they have two conferences. It's Brandon. We don't have time to break down the whole the whole makings of of hockey. But I know it's football. Just... I know basketball. I know basketball. I like going to a hockey 
game. Mm-hmm. I've been to a couple, been to four in my life. It was really Didn't fun. Did you go to a Blackhawks game? Yeah, recently I shot a puck. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, shot, yeah. Is that what it's called? Shot a puck? Yeah. Okay, I did that. That was just recently. That was like a week ago. Yeah. That was fun. I like baseball, like watching it. Yeah, I like getting it back when I used to eat, you know, meat, yeah. poultry, and all of that. I would, the brats, having a brats, oh my goodness, so good. Yeah. And then get a beer. Yeah. It was like the best thing ever. But yeah, I don't know how to talk the, baseball. Um, the freaking Lightning, man. They're just a hell of a team. They're not in our division, but they're in our conference. So there's two conferences in hockey, like in basketball, Western and mm-hmm. Eastern. But in each conference, there's two divisions. They're not in our division. We're we're the metropolitan division, but they're just a hell of a. See, that's first. They're a, they're a hell of. If a you want to fix hockey, first you got to change the language. Metropolitan division. That's weak. Metropolitan. You said there's two divisions. Yeah. Metropolitan and East. At, no, Atlantic. So there's three divisions. No, Atlantic. Eastern is the conference. It's Atlantic division and Metropolitan division. Oh, okay. And then two divisions in each conference. Okay, got mm-hmm. it. Okay, all right. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. All right, go ahead. We are now going to go ahead. LT was probably one of my favorite interviews that we've done. Mm-hmm. It's just, first of all, being able to interview a GOAT, a legend, a Hall of Famer is absolutely incredible. But also one thing I love about the older football players is that um, they don't hold any punches. They're not politics. They're like, I've, I've done Real. it all. I've seen it all. You know, I've seen the eras of the game change. I've seen players come and players go, and I'm going to keep it real. And LT did just that. So I don't know if you guys remember when we spoke about uh, Tom Brady on the show about how he says that the game is. Last week. Yeah, or a couple a week Two before last. Ago. Yeah, he said um, that the game is what now? Soft. Basically. He you know. Soft. But he said something else is like the science behind it. But yeah, basically. Yeah. It was basically, like, he said this, the game soft. is soft now, yeah. that it's not. Um, he doesn't see that same level of, of competitiveness yep. that when he was playing. And, um, well, LT chimed in on Brady's podcast specifically. And LT said that it would, quote, be hard for him to play. Uh, well, he said, quote, it would be hard for me to play. I may have ended the season owning owing the NFL money. So he basically agreed with Tom Brady and said that the mm-hmm. game would not be conducive for how he played the game and that he's seeing it become softer as the years progress. And a lot of the guys from his era, even Brady's era, would not do well in the modern NBA or NFL. Sorry, NBA in the minds, NFL on the tongue. Um, Brandon, You've kind of seen the game change a little bit too, you know, playing as many years mm-hmm. as you did. Obviously not going back to the LT days, but I would say that from when you were drafted to when you ended your career, there were a lot of changes right. that happens in the game, especially when it comes to how you were able to hit offensive players. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, again, is tied to developments in science and technology, learning, you know, the effects that the game of football has on the body, you know, the mind and ultimately trying to preserve the careers of these guys while they're playing, but also the lifestyle of um, the lifestyles that they'll have after mm-hmm. they retire. So that is part of the reason why the game has changed, as That's we right. now know. But um, what changes have you have seen even going back to the early 2000s? I feel like I've seen – got to go back to the 90s, actually. You know, I'm 39, Ashley. I feel like I, I've experienced almost all of football except, like, the leather helmet. 
era of football. Seriously, like that was a totally different game. Like that was wild, right? Those leather helmet videos are insane. <laughs> right. I'm like, yo, y'all were playing with that thing on your head. That would have been that. like, should... nah, that's where I draw the line. Like, I know that was intense. Uh uh-uh. uh. But I actually started playing ball in the '90s. You know, six years old, and this is uh, e- you know, contact. This is equipment. And uh, where I grew up in Pittsburgh, really intense, like a lot of places are when it comes to youth sports. And we had this thing called schooning. Schooning is first day of pads, right? First day of pads, you know, six-year-old kids, seven-year-old kids, you put the shoulder pads on, you put the helmet on. And then what you're doing is you're like, all right, let's, it's contact. We, now we do Oklahoma drills. We do all this, you know, bull in the ring drills. You used to have the entire team in a circle, you mm-hmm. pick one guy. Mm-hmm. And now you're in the middle of this circle and you gotta chop your feet, move your arms. And then the coach might say 50. And you gotta quickly find 50. Could be behind you, could be to the right, could be left, could be in front of you, and then y'all hit. So just imagine someone coming from behind and smack you, boom, boom, boom. But we had this one thing called scooting as soon as you put the pads on. And literally grown men, coaches coming and slapping kids in the head. Boom, first day of pads, boom. You think about head trauma, all these things. That shit start when you're a kid. So now you fast forward from like youth football to high school football to college football. College football, my area, two-a-days. You talk about practicing 100-degree weather. Oh, my goodness, it was so brutal. We had people die and pass out. Pass out and then, and then also people die. And then so now in the NFL, all these rule changes that, you know, this era we're talking about, you know, eliminating the head, taking the head out of the game. Uh, we're talking about crackback blocking. I sat down with Mike Evans yesterday. You'll see that episode after 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 this show. And he talked about that. Like, he loved that. Like wide receivers, the Heinz Wars of the world coming back and smacking uh, Ed Reed and decleating mm-hmm. these guys. You don't see that. And so the game has changed drastically. But what I said to LT on our show, and I said it to him, you know, a couple times we, we've, 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 we've seen each other offline, it's like, bro, like the game is changing for the better. Mm-hmm. Like I'm tired of seeing our old guys walking around because what you said about the old guys is true. Like they just real, but they also broken, right? And so I'm tired of seeing our guys walking around crippled at 60 or even 55, like 55, you still supposed to be running around. You supposed to be doing marathons. Y'all supposed to be doing Ironman. What are we doing here? Why do we look like this? Why are we shaking, right? And so you have that. But the other part to Brady's uh, comments, I know we're talking about LT here. Mm-hmm. He was talking about the sophistication of the game and the details of the game, and that has changed too. But I still like the product of the game. So, you know, it's interesting. Brady speak. We talk about these comments for three weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting, but I think that I can understand the nostalgia of, of sports and I can understand missing aspects of it. You know, I feel the same way about the NBA. You know, I feel like a lot of, and again, I didn't even get a chance to really see the defensive edge of the NBA in its prime, in its prime. When I was watching, when I started to really understand the game and was really starting to watch it and become a fan, it was starting to change already. It obviously was more um, aggressive and more physical than it is now mm-hmm. in the early 2000s, you know, when Kobe was first in the league and young LeBron and AI and, and those guys. But it was still different than it was in the 80s and the 90s mm-hmm. where they were beating each other up in the paint. So while I understand that the game has to progress, 
I can also understand missing aspects of it and maybe like going too far in one direction. Right. And I think that that's something that a lot of players who have seen the game change from its most physical to its least physical have a hard time accepting because there's no it had it seemed like it it seems like it's gone from one extreme to the other instead of finding like an equal. You know, there are times where you watch the game that there are, you know, roughing the passer calls, you know, made and you barely touch the quarterback. Correct. We've you know gone I mean? too far in a lot it of areas. Just, we've gone too far. You know, you know, some of these these calls are just so egregious and so ticky tack that it's almost like, is this football? Like what right. makes football football is its aggression, mm -hmm. is its physicality. And we've gotten to the point where, and I understand again the science of it, mm -hmm. because you're trying to protect, you know, everything from the physical to the cognitive to everything in between. Mm -hmm. But it's also taking away from the identity of the game. I mean, watching it sometimes, and you have a quarterback who's clearly a runner. You can't now. I can't hit him. Yeah, you can't touch him. You you know, scared, are you, you even you, scared to touch him? You're scared. You seen how many him. times you've seen a guy about to go sack the quarterback, yeah. and he's like, and, he's and just you don't stopped. touch him, <laughs> or it results right. in just a weak attempt at a tackle, and that tackle allows the quarterback to break free because you're barely right. touching him, or you see. Um, you know, the defense go after a wide receiver right in the open field. And because, you know, they grabbed him the wrong way or the, the, they threw him to the ground in a way that looked a little bit mm -hmm. too aggressive. Oh, 15 year old penalty. It's gotten to the point where it's like almost exhausting to mm -hmm. watch. And it's like if it's going to become a game where you can't touch anybody, just make it flag football. That's right. No, I agree with you. Uh, there's a, a lot of times we're watching these games, a lot around the quarterback. Uh, sometimes with the receiver where you're like, man, like we've gone too far. And, mm -hmm. it, and, and, it, and it, 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 it affects the outcome of a, of a lot of these games. For sure. Right? Where roughing the passer or a guy not being touched because they're afraid to touch him, and then he extends the play. So, you know, I, I hear everybody on that, but I am glad that we, we're, we're taking the head out of the game. That's the biggest um, thing uh, for uh, me. I completely agree. I'm glad that we're doing that. And I know there's still old school players um, that 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 don't like it, right? And, no, completely agree. But, I just wish that we would find a little bit more of it when it comes to the body, mm -hmm. a little bit more of a equal balance between the past yeah. and the present because I feel like it's gone to the point where you can't even touch mm -hmm. an offensive player, especially a quarterback or a wide receiver, without their – being some sort that's of a right. penalty. That's right. Like I you agree. can't hit him with your shoulder too low. You can't hit him to the ground too hard. You can't step over them. And also one thing before we move on, can we get rid of the taunting penalty? I hate taunting penalties. Like when you got yeah, when I you, know, right, when right. you tackle a guy to the ground. Is that why OBJ got fined? I because he like because he just got fined yes, for 10 I believe it was for a taunt. Like there's nothing that annoys me more than when a guy will make a crazy defensive play the guy's laying on the ground and he's look he's standing over him looks down like and now it's a penalty but i can't look at him now like what right. the hell like what is that's the fun of it like oh yeah you just got not like that's what makes playground football so exciting to like watch and like young that, yeah, that, football and, and high school that's so disrespectful it's trash, but, but it's trash i can talk. see i can i can see that being a, like accepted i can see that being since we're on that uh one more thing last question um only question on this topic um what else would you change? Do you want to change? So you want to you um, want to change? I think that things? we need to change the taunting penalties. I think that unsportsmanlike conduct penalties are just egregiously soft at this point. 
Um, some of the penalties that guys get for celebrating touchdowns yeah. is insane to me. Like, I get a touchdown, you're telling me I can't do a certain celebration in the end zone. As long as it's not you like, know what I, as long as it's not graphic or like racially based right. or like something like that, you're telling me that I can't. You know, me like looking, taking somebody's Here's cell phone and one. flipping it upside down is like a pet. Like, get out of yeah, my face. Yeah, that one, the Tyreek Hill one was like, I didn't like that. And shout out to Tyreek Hill That's for crazy. paying that guy the photographer's salary for the rest of the year. There was a photographer that got uh, his credentials taken. From the NFL, and I think fired for the Because he gave, he gave him the, your phone, but they probably, they, you know, they definitely planned Come that. On. Like, so that wasn't cool because it was sports. awesome. But here's another thing that just happened, right? Um, Dallas. Cowboys with the the Salvation Army. Um, they didn't get fined this they year. They didn't. Be, but remember, Ezekiel Elliott got fined. For I know when he for did years it, for jumping into the the little pot. That's with right. The Salvation That's right. It's just right. insane. Like it's football. We're playing sports. We're not, you know, solving the global warming crisis. Like stop making it so. Right. Just constructive. Well, it's better now. It's it's, it's not it's not as uh I mean I they're they're doing more now. They're doing more now. I feel like that's why they, they actually keep some of this stuff around because they want to stay in some type of control. Just imagine if it was like no rules. It'll go too far. Yeah. Like we'll for go sure. too far. For sure. What's up, y'all? The Home Depot Retool Your School program is back on the yard and back at it again, bringing up to $150,000 in campus improvement grants to help upgrade and uplift your favorite HBCU campuses. Not only is Retool Your School partnering with HBCUs, but it's also inviting you to join by voting online. Only at retoolyourschool.com slash vote. You can vote as many times as you want, as often as you want, whenever you want, now through March 24th. If you want to support change across HBCU campuses, all you have to do is vote. So keep doing, keep building, and keep supporting HBCUs at retoolyourschool.com slash vote. Retool Your School, powered by purpose. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now is the time to embrace a new wave of workers. Every day your team grows younger, more digital, and more drawn to entirely new ways of working, which means you need flexible solutions to connect them where business gets done. T-Mobile for Business was born digital. With America's largest 5G network, we can make it easier to work together from virtually anywhere. Your team may be changing, but with the right tech, it can be more productive than ever before. Get started at T-Mobile.com slash now. All right, guys. Well, it is now time for Yo Rookie, presented Yo. by Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL. Yo So just a reminder, guys, voting closes tomorrow at 11 a.m. If you want to go ahead and vote for any of the Week 13 nominees, head over to NFL.com slash voting slash rookies. That's NFL.com slash voting slash rookies. And speaking of our Week 13 nominees, here they go. All right, no surprises here. We're going to run through these real quick. T.J. Stroud back on the list for, I feel like, the hundredth time. 
274 yards and a TD. We have Devon Chain running back from the Miami Dolphins. I'm sure they're glad to have him back. 103 scrimmage yards and two rushing touchdowns. We have Zach Charbonnet uh, running back from the Seahawks. 99 scrimmage yards and one rushing touchdown. Puka Nakua, we haven't seen him in a while. 139 yards from scrimmage and one receiving touchdown. Uh, we have Sam Laporta, tight end from the Detroit Lions. Nine catches for 140 yards and one TD. And last but not least from the Houston Texans, joining his teammate CJ, Will Anderson had five tackles and two sacks in the Texans' win. And uh, we didn't speak to a rookie yesterday, but we did speak to a legend, and that is Roddy White. He joined the show yesterday, and we got to talk all things with him. Brandon got to walk down memory lane. We got to hear some funny stories. Um, but he also happened to give us his Super Bowl prediction. Listen to this. Man, right now? Mm. Oh, boy. I got Lamar Jackson in the Niners. Ooh. You know what? I got Baltimore and I got the Cowboys. Man, the Cowboys ain't beating the 49ers at home, man. If the Cowboys get home field advantage, I think they'll get the Niners. All right, I was I was with Roddy when he had Dak as the MVP, but he lost me with his Super Bowl prediction. But Brandon, <laughs> let's play a little game real quick before we close out this segment. I'm gonna give you a scenario. Ooh. It's late January. We're in the Bay. All right, so we're in San Fran. Okay. Late Cowboys January. are facing the Niners in the divisional round or okay. the NFC Championship, Ooh. depending or, you know, we may get That's a big we may, difference. We may, so we gotta, we, we may we go the distance. That's okay. It? Listen, divisional round or NFC Championship, one of the two, we're going to face them. What is the score? In the Bay. In the Bay. January, beautiful football weather, real grass. Cowboys fans travel. Travel well. What's the score? Uh, both both offenses firing on all cylinders right now, so can definitely put points up. Mm -hmm. But both have defense. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that the defense defense is going to win that game, and so I'm not going to go. I'm going to take the under. And whatever the points would be, I would take the under, and I would probably say 2017. Don't ask me. You don't, don't, you don't ask Who's me. Who's the who, winner? You don't, don't do that. Why you got to pick a winner. 2017 who? 2017 Cowboys. I'll take it. 2017 Cowboys. I'll take it. I just think I just I love the stories. We got, story we got we got we got some predictions the in the chat here. Uh, we got. First of all, Young and Bossy, you're disrespectful. 52-10 Niners, get out of my face. Uh, we have another 35-28 Niners. We have Dallas 30, San Francisco 27. No, it's not we have 24-18 Niners. Um, let's see if we get any other um, predictions here. Take the under. Niners will doing? win over the Cowboys. Let's see who else we got. Da -da -da -da. We have any other score predictions, guys? Going once. What do you, what, we want your score Going prediction. Twice. Give us yours while we're waiting on maybe one or two others. Hmm. I'm gonna 18. go 27. 27. You're taking an over. 27-24 Cowboys. I went. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised there. I wouldn't be surprised there. 
Yeah, 27-24 Cowboys. I got – we got a few more. We got – 35-28. 30-27 Niners, 33-27. We got 35-28 Niners. We have 14-10 Dallas. Interesting. That's a low-scoring game. 24-13 Niners. People are going to be uptight. They should The Dallas be. Cowboys going to be uptight because this is their – like this is going to be – you got to think about the pressure. You got to think about the story. Oh, the Cowboys can't get over the hump. The Cowboys can't get over the hump. So you got to think about McCarthy. Is he going to call it loose or is he going to call it tight? Dak Prescott, are you going to go out there and let it rip? Or are you going to be very, like, strategic, intentional, and almost, like, conservative a little bit? And then you go to the San Francisco 49ers. They got, they got a, they, they might be playing a little tight, too. Why? Kyle Shanahan. If Kyle Shanahan mm. – bruh. Kyle, Listen. Kyle, how many times are you going to get us to the NFC Championship? How many times are you going to get us to the Can we get it? I am this far ahead. I have a very specific task on my hand in a few days, and that is to fry some bird. So that Ooh. is where our heads Ooh. need to be. Look, she's Take fine. it a week at a time, <laughs> okay, boys. Okay, Coach McCarthy. Don't think too okay, far ahead. Okay, Coach McCarthy. Don't look behind. We're going bird hunting this weekend, fellas. How about them cowboys? Um, and that will do it for Yo Rookie, presented by Pepsi Zero Sugar, NFL Rookie of the All right, all right, all right. Listen, uh, do you remember the hack a shack that they used to do, Shaquille O'Neal, in basketball? Yes. Do you remember? Do you remember what that was? Yeah, so they fouled because he couldn't shoot free throws. They fouled. That was him. the narrative. Uh-huh. Yeah, they fouled him. You go through the line and. You know what I mean? Banking on he going to miss the free throws. Basically, that's the hack a shack, mm-hmm. everyone. And that becomes a, a, you, a technique. I, I'm kind of, before you move on, I'm kind of insulted that I you asked that me. I knew that you knew, which is why I asked you. No, nah, because, you know, I, some of y'all be saying no, I don't know I basketball. Knew, I knew what you, I knew that you I'm knew. I'm cooking you right now in basketball but, this season. You're not. So far. Um, you're not. How are your sons doing, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> 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 um... Yeah, so Hackershack has become kind of a urban legend. Not an urban legend because we know that it exists, but it's become a technique that's been used throughout the years right. in basketball to go ahead and take advantage of guys who aren't great at the free throw line. But is that now traveling to the NFL? Because TJ Watt is now at the center of maybe getting the Hackershack treatment. His defensive coordinator in Pittsburgh compared Watt dealing with uncalled holding penalties to the infamous Hackershack. Oh, 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 okay. uh, Made famous by Shaquille O'Neal, as Brandon said, because of his poor free throw shooting. So, Brandon, do you agree or disagree with this analogy? I agree, but I also think it, it, I mean, it really doesn't really translate because, but it also happens in at the wide receiver corner position as well. Mm -hmm. Because basically what you're saying is, just hold them. Just hold them, right? Like, because when we were talking about uh, non-quarterback uh, candidates, that's what I meant when I was going through that whole illustration of, like, Joe Burrow dropping back and you got to pay attention, you got to look instead of looking downfield. Do you trust this guy? Hell no, I don't trust you. He's going to beat you one-on-one. So you know T.J. Watt one-on-one is going to beat any tackle out there outside of Trent Williams, period. And so what do you do? You hold him and you say, I'll take the penalty mm-hmm. because – What's devastating, what's more devastating is a strip sack touchdown. Right. Uh, strip sack fumble. Uh, you know, your quarterback being injured. Right. That's more devastating. So you go hold those guys. So it makes sense. Because I've seen a lot of corners do this as well, where it's like, look, if he beat me, I'm just grabbing him. I'll take the penalty. Mm-hmm. Cool. Especially holding. Holding five penalty is, you know, defensive uh, pass and fair is a little different. But, you know, yes, it makes sense to me. 
It makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I get the technique, but I don't think the comparison really translates. Correct, yeah. Because there's no free throws. There's no, you know what I mean? Like, it's not really quite the same thing. There's no penalty for, there's no penalty for holding TJ Watt. All it does is it takes him, when I say penalty, I mean on his side. Correct. All it does is take him out of the play, take him out of the game. But there's nothing that, like, he has to do to get him. You know what I mean? It's just like a weird comparison. It's so funny. I'm going to send this to you, Wu. There was something on Twitter the other day where I actually, it was uh, maybe this weekend, Connor Hughes, Connor Hughes from the Jets, uh, a guy on the beat, you know, put this clip out. And it was uh, me going against uh, Byron Maxwell, the corner Mm -hmm. for the – he was playing for the Miami Dolphins at the time. And uh, he just kept holding, kept holding, kept holding. Mm-hmm. And so what I did is I went out and talked about this in the media before, and I actually wore a yellow flag instead of a towel or with my towel. And I'm like, yo, stop holding. And I you know, it brought up old memories. So I'm thinking about this week, and I'm like, it actually was – the thing that pissed me off the most about it was, okay, cool, we got the, we got the penalty, but I, I missed out on the yards. Like I could, there was games I could have went for 200, 300 damn yards, but these corners hold you. Mm-hmm. So, Andrew, I'm gonna try to find this clip, and then we can come back to it because it's pretty cool, and um, I want to see if we can throw it out there. All right. Well, in the meantime, let's go if ahead I know how to work and Twitter. Um, toss to a little bit of a record. I mean, a man who just got on a very impressive list. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> Sorry. Listen One to Aaron Rodgers. Listen to Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Listen. Um, Mike Evans just joined a very impressive list. He is up there with Jerry Rice as the only wide receiver to record ten consecutive seasons of a thousand yards or more. So one hell of a list for Mike That's Evans crazy. to find himself on. Hall of Famer. For sure, Hall First of Famer. First ballot. For sure, first ballot Hall of Famer. And uh, you got to go ahead and sit down and speak to him about a topic that a lot of guys, current and former, are diving into, and that is the current state of the game. That's right. Check this out, guys. And it's a violent game, and that's what we signed up for. So, you know, I love the big hits. We, on offense, we can't even crack back anymore. I used to love doing that. Like that was one of my favorite things. Uh, big D lineman, they can't see me. I get the chance to take them out because when it's a change of position, fumble or pick six, they're looking to take us out. We go across the middle, they're looking to take us out. And I used to love getting an opportunity to get some get some get back. The screen game like was way better back then because guys could chop, cut back, do all those things, and you can't do it anymore. So, like I understand player safety, but. It's what we signed up for. I promise the players would still play if the rules were modified a little bit. Very interesting mm. take from Mike Evans, and I feel like it's on par with what we were just talking about when we were speaking about uh, LT being on Tom Brady's podcast. And it's finding that equal balance between past and present. Right. And like he said, and much like I said, and I you know, agree, it's about player safety, and you know, you have to evolve the game as you learn more about the effects that the game has on the body. Completely agree with that completely understand that and that's in sports in general like you it'd be irresponsible to play the game in totality how it was played in the 90s when you now know scientifically what you can do to make it safer right it would be irresponsible to not make those changes but 
with the things that necessarily can remain the same, they should remain the same. And much to his point, when you play football, you know you're not signing up to play, you know, baseball. That's right. You know, you know it's a physical sport. You know it's a dangerous sport. You know injuries are the unfortunate reality of the sport. So trying to remove every aspect of what makes football football is not only making it harder for the guys who play the game and, again, who were taught from a very young age to play the game a certain type of way because you know they're not teaching the same rules and regulations they do in peewee mm-hmm. and in high school and in middle school and, you know, whatever league you play in outside of your school's program in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. So trying to take away every aspect of what makes football football is not only making it difficult for the players, but it's making it difficult for the fans to really yeah. enjoy the game in the way that it's supposed to be enjoyed. Yeah, but I think that from a player's perspective, um, like my sons uh, hate it. They they got bit by the little football bug, and he wants to do it. It sucks. He's eight, right? Mm-hmm. And I got a four-year-old as well. I know you were trying you know. to hide footballs in the house. Right, like, right, right. And we don't so, have these here, kids. Oh, so I actually got a booger right there. Do I? I like you today. I'm just playing, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. Ah, I got Stop! <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I think <clears throat> when he gets older, it's just that's, that's going to be their game. Mm-hmm. So from a player's perspective, like the ones that kind of came up in it, and we're almost out of it already, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of these guys, you know, we're talking about taking a hit out of the game has been around for damn near six, seven years or something, maybe even around that, right? We've been talking about this for a minute and changing like it's been longer than that. Really? So maybe even like if it was last decade, maybe like yeah. roughly, maybe because we're going into 2024. I feel like this conversation started like 2014. Right? Wow. So like, yeah, think about it. Like these guys coming in, this is all they know. You know, like when we, I led with my helmet. We used to like let's go flip goose, and we used to lead with our helmet, do all of that. And now, you know, these guys are hitting with their chest. So from a player's perspective, um, I don't think it will be a problem. From a fan's perspective, I think as long as the NFL continues to put out a great product, an exciting product, you know, we'll be chirping and yapping, like the the, the ones that understand where we came from. But they're still going to be excited about it because it's still good football being played, right? Like we're still excited about this. Like this season, we said this last year. And I got to be careful. I don't do this every damn year. But we said this last year in the NBA, like, yo, this is going to be the one of the most exciting NBA postseasons ever. It feels like this is shaping up to be one of the most legendary January's postseasons ever. Like, the who's who's beating whoever, right? And, like, you know, like, look at how Philly lost this past week. Like, mm-hmm. how the hell are you? 42-19. Sorry to get off track here, though, Ashley. Because, like, I missed a lot this weekend. Did, did Philly not have... Did they not get the memo? About what? Like, the 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 49ers, was it half the team or all the team that came in all black? Like, I missed all of this stuff this weekend. What, the 49ers came Yeah, they, they I just know Debo had black Air Forces on, and you don't mess with someone wearing black Air Forces. Ashley, they got off the bus, and all, I saw the clip, because I heard like, hey, the 49ers arrived in all black. Like, was it the whole team or was it just whatever? But all the dogs came in all black. Maybe like, all black, everything. They fly, Balenciaga, it was a, it was Dior, but it's all black. Yeah. Like, they came on a mission. They got the memo. Debo. dressed for a funeral. In the Philadelphia Eagles, what they just thought? Like, oh, no, just a regular Sunday, just a regular game. Like, what? Their black mentality is up here, not in, out here. You know what I mean? You but kidding listen, me? I'll tell you this. When I saw Debo warming up with the black <laughs> Air Forces, I was like, oh, it's war. Right. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. I'm not afraid of... 
I mean, I'm afraid of bees. I'm afraid of spiders. Those are like my fears. When it comes to people, I don't fear people. But if they have on them black air forces. I would never cross somebody wearing black air forces. That's just like, mm -mm. That's wild. You got it. You got it. You got it. Ashley, what was Whatever you want, you got it. <laughs> right. Like, that's a, man, they didn't get the memo. Yeah. Ashley, Debo Sam was supposed to be in like three or four fights. Nobody even touched him. Nah, Debo came ready. Debo That's came, what I'm saying. Like the, Debo this, came in the menace uniform. That's the, the menace Eagles, uniform. The Eagles didn't get the memo. Like that, that off top, first play of the game, he's supposed to be in slapped in the head. Bam. The interesting part though is that they said they didn't plan that. They didn't plan what? That most of the guys didn't plan to wear all black. It just happened that way. Yeah, right. That's what they said. Who said that? That's what the they, chat. That's no. You reading that's, the chat right now? No, that's what was said when they asked a few players post game, like, "Did you guys plan?" And they said that it wasn't planned. Cat. That's what they said. So we'll see. Um, when can we? When can people tune into the full Mike Evans interview before we move on? Today, today. right after the show. All right. So right listen, after the show. Right after yep. today's show, do not move because the full Mike Evans conversation will be available right. to view. On the I Am Athlete YouTube page or the page you're on right now. So it makes it really easy for you. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Gosh, you need to listen no, to No, I got you know something stuck Go get in, in my the throat. Sauna. Go get in the sauna after this. I'm not get sick. I got something. It's from talking so much. My no, throat it's not. gets dry. You, you did that five times today. My throat is dry. This is a long run, run of show. It's I know, longer. but what, drinking and talking at the same time, listen. Um, when we talk about Aaron Rodgers, what do we say all the time? We say, one, he is the greatest... Thrower of the football that we've ever seen. And then we also critique the fact that he only won what in Green Bay? One Super Bowl. All right. Well, um, we have a new star in Green Bay. He goes by the name of Jordan Love. Now, he has played in an outstanding last three games. And now the Packers are actually thinking playoffs, which is insane right. considering <laughs> the way that this season started right. in terms of predictions for the Green Bay Packers. Um and dare I say they may even so, catch so, the so, Detroit Lions. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, go. And a big reason for their success is Jordan Love. Now, Green Bay's former quarterback had some thoughts on the young star. Listen to this. He's playing the last, especially the last three games, he's playing outstanding, but he's, he's in his first year starting. Like, um, as well as he's playing... Can we not crown him right now? Yeah. For his own sake. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because we shouldn't do that to kids. We shouldn't crown him and we shouldn't cancel him. Darius, just crown him. Yeah, I'll crown him. Okay, go ahead. That's fine. <laughs> I love Jordan. I think he's going to be a great player in the league for a long time. Yeah. But can we let him play his career? Mm -hmm. Like, and I, it's both sides, too. They, you know, people, a great example is Geno Smith. People just yep. kicked him out of this town. They right? wrote him off. And then mm -hmm. he went and was a backup yeah, right for back. six years. Dope. And then he went to a Pro Bowl. And sometimes it's situation, sometimes it's change of scenery, sometimes it's figuring something out. I do believe you can get better at accuracy because you throw the football, the football from the ground up. So you learn how to have great fundamentals, everything else, when you sync those together, everything else is going to be better. So am I surprised by the way Jordan's played? No. Am I happy for him? Hell yeah. Love Aaron Rodgers. You, you, know, you love him. Just say it. Come on. I, I from, like you, Aaron Rodgers. You liked him, but now you love him. I don't know. I like him Come still. on, Ashley, for real. Mm -mm. I like never him even, you, What's there not to love? No, I love Dak Prescott. I like Aaron Rodgers. You see, you see the difference there? I want to see 
I would like to I see loved, Dak Prescott do this. I loved Peyton Manning. I would like. I like Aaron Rodgers. But Peyton Manning showed his personality. I know, but what I'm that, saying is, that, is like I, for me, I really like Aaron Rodgers, but I loved Peyton. I love Dak. Like I don't love. Aaron yeah, but Rodgers. you love Peyton. Why did you love Peyton? Because that was all pure football. No, no, no. I loved Peyton's personality. I thought he had like this weird, dry sense of humor. It was okay. dorky. Um, I'm loved watching him play football honestly in one of my in my opinion one of the greatest quarter like top five quarterbacks of all no, time no 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 let's like, stop you can say it go ahead and say it you like if if peyton manning won more like maybe, not, for me if peyton Tom manning Brady's the greatest quarterback what, of all peyton time. has two super bowls but if peyton won four it's a real debate of who's oh, the best yeah, of but all for time me, it's, best of all time is tom brady like i love tom yeah, brady but, i know but tom brady with seven Peyton Manning with four. No, is I know, it not but I'm, I'm, I'm I know, talking I know, about I know. like what they are now. Like Tom Brady is the GOAT. I, know, I loved I'm Brady. To go back in I loved Peyton. I like Aaron Rodgers. I don't love Aaron okay, Rodgers. Now, I like him. Dak Prescott. I love me Dak Prescott. That's my QB. Talking, yeah. That's my QB. Of course I love him. That's I would love for him to do that. Talk like Aaron Rodgers. Like I want, like, you know he's cool. I I've, I've hung out with him once before. Um, and he's cool as hell. Dak has a personality though. Yes, I know. I would love for he him shows, to show it. He shows Even it on Russell air. Wilson. I would love for Russell Wilson. Dak my guy. more sh- of his personality like, on all air. All this institutional stuff and like, oh, I can't rock the boat. I'm the quarterback. No, if you follow, no, if you follow. Man, the hell with that, man. If you follow like the Cowboys on social media, Dak's always is showing his personality. Man, like it's controlled. Post- it's in controlled environment. Dak's it's not easy. like a rah, rah, And I can rah, put rah, Russell like, Wilson in that too. My guy. Your guy, my guy. Show more personality. Like when I say is like, they like that, you know, and it's tough because we're not, we don't walk in their shoes. Like you, you, being a quarterback is tough. Of a the Dallas Cowboys for sure, and to be Russell Wilson, that's tough. Like I'll but. tell you this, I, I, how I feel about Aaron Rodgers is kind of how I felt about Brady. I really liked Brady in New England, but I loved him in Tampa. Mm. Like mm. I loved him in Tampa. So you love him. No, I don't love Aaron. Like I'm not at that level with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But I liked Brady in in New England. Yeah. But I loved me what Tampa you, Bay. What did Tom you Brady. love about what, what was different? What did you love about Tom and Tampa? Because I feel Tom and Tampa was just like, yo, I've, I'm a goat. I've done it all. Like now my personality's out right. here. I'm gonna say what I want to say, and, do what I want to do, yeah, move yeah, how I, I want to move. I liked him in 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 Even, New England because of how he played, he, but I but loved I, I him in Tampa because he showed his personality. Well, there was one moment. I think this is what you're talking about. There was one moment where, well, it was his last year where he had to take off. Remember in in training camp, he missed a week. But don't and you he also? Said, and he said, "Remember what he said when he came back in his press conference." And this is what I mean. This is what I when I'm talking about Dak and the Russell Wilsons of him. Like, yo, give us more. Because, and I use this as an example. Tom Brady came back, and there's like, oh, is he getting divorced? Was he going through? And he said. Life can be fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Life is, he cursed, he said that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, wow, like he, he was human. Mm-hmm. But I, I also loved, don't you remember when they he, they had the parade and he tossed the Lombardi and he was drunk he was off drunk. his ass yes, that's off right. tequila, that's right. That's right. And he had to be carried out of the marina after the parade. Right. And he's talking about the avocado ice. Like, I love Tom Brady in Tampa. Right, right. Tom Brady in Tampa was like, yo, this guy is cool. I actually saw him in um, at Casa Dona like two and a half weeks ago. Really? I did. He was he was there with um David Grutman. I Ian Ivana. What's his little girlfriend's name? Oh, I don't know. Tom Brady? Yeah, the little model chick. Oh, the, he I loves think, models. Tom, you love together. models. He wasn't there with any woman. He was I saw him with David Grutman or whatever. I was like, "Oh my god." But mm-hmm. Tom, he was there laughing like I like this Tom Brady. You're this right, Tom sure. Brady is cool. I like this Tom Brady. Tom Tom Brady is the coolest dude in the world. He's and funny too. What I love about Tom too, like if I hit him right now, he hit me right back. And it's like and I always told him like I ain't play with you. 
You know what I'm saying? But he respects the fraternity. Yeah. He's like, yo, I respect you. I played against you, competed against you. And he's not, he don't live on this, you know, this pedestal. Yeah, Tom. That's funny. what I love about Tom. I like seeing, and now that he lives here, you get to, like, if you go to certain spots, like, you get to, you see him all the time. Mm. Like, certain restaurants, you'll see him. And, Ashley. like, it's really Ashley, cool to see him. Stay with me. Like, stay right here. Stay right here. Tom Brady single. Brandon, be for real. Now, now, Ashley, now be, keep it 100. Keep it 100. I'm not Could a model. you see yourself? I'm, I'm not tall and skinny enough to be a model. You are. Tom, Tommy Hilfiger model. Tommy no, Hilfiger model. Tom, like are, did got, you, did, do, are you? I got a little bit too much dip on my chip for Tom Brady. What's it? No, what's a dip in the chip? Like I got, actually, you know, Giselle's a little crazy. So maybe. But they're not together anymore, so there's that. <laughs> and and, and sometimes, you know, these some of the, 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 the white guys, they be loving the little sisters. And you, the little, little sisters, Brandon. Yeah, you're like, you know, you got a little, you, you Italian and you black. I've never, I've like, I've. No, no don't give no, me no, all that. Get I, right to it. No, we want to no, get to I've it. Never, Will you date Tom I've Brady? Never, like, Will you date I've Tom never Brady? A white guy. Will you? I don't, I don't want to talk about it. No. Will you date Tom Brady? No. Yeah, you cap. I've never. You lying? She is like no, BC. BC, come here. Somebody come outside. Help me I've, in this conversation. I'm telling you right now, I've never dated a white. Guy. I hear you, but will you date Tom Brady? No, I wouldn't date Tom Brady. I don't feel you like lie. Tom Brady. You lie like I, she's blushing. I don't. <laughs> I don't feel like Tom Brady and I would even be like there would lie. I don't even feel like Tom Brady and I have anything in common. Like what? What are you outside of come football? Like what are we talking on? about? One of our producers. You guys are crazy. All right. I got to come in. Break What's up, <laughs> Ashley? You're a liar. That I wouldn't date Tom Brady? Yeah. Do you think Tom Brady is my type? What's so bad about Tom, first Nothing. Of all? I would. Okay, can I say this? I would totally hang out with Tom Brady. So like, what that mean? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like I a would, date. I would, no, no, like, like platonically, like he looks like he's so much fun, especially in his retirement. He looks like he's so much fun to like be around and party okay. with and go to dinner with. But I would dating. No, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. but I wouldn't like. I don't want to like. You know, I'm not like attracted. You don't want to go Tom to the next like, level. Yeah, like I want to be, go to dinner I want to be homies with Tom Brady. You go to dinner with Tom. Tom hit you on that. Like, hey. that's what I'm saying. She don't just know. What if Tom no! is like super I'm, romantic? I'm telling, I'm telling you right now. Like, I don't look at Tom Brady. And I'm like, mm. like I just look at Tom Brady. And I'm like, yo, he's probably like fun to party with. Like, he's is he probably, handsome? He probably gets lit. Is he handsome? Like, like is Wolf of Wall Street lit. Huh? Is he handsome? <laughs> is Tom Brady handsome? Crawling yes. to the Lambo lit. Looking, he's not like my cup of tea, but he's good looking. You'll take Jimmy Garoppolo over Tom Brady. Jimmy Garoppolo's I got hot. one. I got one. B. You going? So you go ahead. If if Tom got a tan, if he got a tan, because I mean he would be about Jimmy tan. at that he point. He lives in Miami now. All right, if he got like darker hair, I'm trying to make him into Jimmy. And he's Garoppolo. on his yacht. Remember yeah, that yeah, video? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's a good example. Like any like again, I've only ever dated black guys, so like this is not really, okay. I'm, so I this would really be stepping know. out. No, 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 but. All the white guys that I've ever found myself like attracted to mm. have dark features, like dark hair, okay. dark eyes, like like a Jimmy Garoppolo or like okay. a like a young Ben Affleck with a dark hair. So, like I've never really liked the all American. Don't be discriminating. I've never guys. really liked the, the caucasity of the situation. Then no, like the all American boy next door looking look yeah. never really like did it. I like the like ex more like. Exotic looking. Like, everybody in the chat, everybody in the chat, please. And I saw what you said earlier. I took no shot at the chat. Is Ashley Cap? I'm not. Is Ashley Cap or no? Like, okay, like for example, I've never looked at like a, give me like a, a like 
Like Cujo, said, so, 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 so Cujo said do something different, Ash. So status has nothing said, to do with something it. No, like the look is like, for me, the look of like the, the guys who I've always, like white guys who I've always found attractive are like the the dark feature ones that look like they could be like Greek or like Italian or like Mediterranean, like that kind Cujo of Cujo Dunn you know said I mean? do something different, Ash. It's 2023. I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm just saying he's okay. not my particular cup of tea. Hey, yo, Ash, I know TB12 hanging with Meek. And those snipers oh, left no, I'm out. Cool. Alright, tell tell them Ash. Facts for big ass, big cap, big cap, okay. Ash, you're half. Stop the Okay, cap. so Ashley I get that often. Capping. Like Ashley, you're half Ashley's white, like da da da. But again, I'm half yeah. Italian. It's not yeah. like I'm half like Polish. Like I'm half Italian. Or from so like the Midwest. And, and not or only Italian, like yeah. but I'm Sicilian. Hey, yo, hold on, hold on, really quickly. Like, I'm gonna tell y'all everybody in this chat right now, and people listening to us on Serious XM Faction Talk. If you're a brother and you dating a sister, don't take her to Italy. They love them some sisters over there. Oh. Woo. Don't take don't your take lady. Your girl. Don't take your girl. What? And they be like, no, they, you know, they Ashley, like, I don't oh, like the way you just looked at me. They do. Italian. They do like, that was Italian fast. Men, Italian <laughs> men do love, like, exotic. And they, yeah. And, oh, they'll okay. hit, and they'll hit on your lady right in front of you. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm going to hit them in the face right smooth. in front of Smooth. Right what? Don't do it. it. You got another question for Ash? No, but just to, to that point, because I get that often, like you're half white. How could you like da da da? But for me, again, it's because my I'm half white, but I'm Sicilian. So Sicilian men are very mm-hmm. like tan with dark features. Like they're very exotic looking. I, I so hear, like that's the men. Like on so, that side of my family, that's what the men look like. So Trevor so. Lawrence would be like at the bottom of your list. Then. Yeah, like that's the like all American, standard American. The all American blue eye next. I'm, I can find yeah. them attractive, but they're not like my like. Oh my god! I ain't gonna god. blame you. I like, got a type. I feel you. But you know who I think is hot? The guy from Game of Thrones. Jason Momoa. Never watched it. Sorry, guys. Jason Momoa is like hot. I think oh, he's who's that? The guy with the long hair from Game of Thrones. He was good. Like he's I hot. Never watched he's a uh, Aquaman, right? Aquaman. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's hot. You know what I mean? But like, could you date The Rock? No. What? No. I mean, too I'm much muscles. Too him, much muscles. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. but hey, them, them pockets. That deep. would look crazy. Imagine <laughs> her. Like so much muscle. So uh, hey guys, yeah. Ashley cleared cleared the roster. She Sorry. this is what she said publicly, what? so I can discuss oh it. You God. said that publicly. You said it. You said it on the show. We go, thank you for uh backing me up. Oh, yeah. You know she cap you know she'll date Tom Brady. I just, I'm gonna text Tom a picture of you and say no, Tom. No, you will not, sir. I'm gonna be like Tom, yo. You will not do such she a single, thing. you single, y'all both live in Miami. Y'all would actually be a cool couple. I can see you on Tom Brady's arm. I don't think Tom Brady and I would have anything. Yes, y'all will. What are you talking about? Y'all both, y'all both high performers. High perform? What? Y'all both <laughs> high performers, meaning like you know you you striving to be the best in your business. He did that, and he's doing that now in business. You know, y'all both work out. You know, he got the TB12 method. He still take care of himself. He watches what he eat. You watch what you eat. You do Pilates. I need you to do start coming in here lifting some weights, but. Y'all both work out. Y'all both like y'all y'all frequent the same restaurants. So, do so y'all you. like the same food. So do you. Should you date Tom Brady? Well, if I went the other way, I would date Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> if I went the is other Tom way, Brady I would. <laughs> Tom Brady is handsome to is me. Tom Brady, he is very he's good. No, looking. he's not my type because I, I like women. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nothing against guys that like guys, but I like women. But Tom Brady is a handsome guy. He is. Um I like it. I like it for you. I'm, 2024, I, you, you cleared out your roster. Stop telling people I cleared out my you roster. You said it publicly. 
No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You didn't say oh, that. Oh, yeah, I yes, did you say did. it publicly. You did say that. Yeah. You said, I said, you said, yeah, I cleared it out. I'm going to 2024. Yeah, 2024. Free, all the free agents out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to, I had to, I, my team was in rebuilding, a rebuilding. <laughs> Yo. You guys are funny. I'm about to text a picture right now. You no, so, you're not. Yes, I am. Right okay, now. so look, 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 I, look. That, he look Italian. Look, 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 look. Um, look that's Photoshop. That's old Tom Brady. Brady doesn't even look like that anymore. That's like Giselle Tom Brady. Um. <laughs> so guys, um, yeah. Brandon, I can see you. You're on camera, bro. Like, I can literally see Tom, Ashley Nicole Moss. Oh, my she God. She just turned 30. No. She just turned, <laughs> she just turned 30. She's single. Lives down here in South Florida. I vouch for her. You know, she's a New Yorker, so she come with some spice. Oh, my God. But, you know, I vouch for her. I say y'all go on a date. I am not taking... Show them your face. I am not taking... Um, any type of look. They go to the picture right behind her. Look match- at this picture of Ashley right here. <laughs> oh my god! Where'd she go right there. Look at that. I am not that. taking. Should I send it to her? Should I hit send? You should not. You should not. You should not. I'm not taking any um relationship matchmaking. Uh, Don't say it. <laughs> advice from this man ever again. He was a one and done situation, and he oh, failed oh. miserably. So no, no, no. Don't match, we ain't gonna go too much into details. His matchmaking privileges have been revoked. Let's not go into too much. Let's we ain't gonna go into reveal too much. But come on, now you then you went off and did your own thing. You ain't completely listened to me, and then you found yourself in a situation. Revoked, chop, chop, clipped. Um, yeah. I just said this person's interested. Shouldn't have relayed the message. That's if you all didn't do, I said. And then your have, response, your you interview was like, shouldn't have uh. relayed the message if you didn't do your research on the individual. Did you do your research? You did not. The, no, I ain't going to do Okay, you didn't much, do your research. Too much. I want to hit send so bad. Mm-mm. Chat, should I say, should I hit send to this video that I just oh my God. captured of Mm-mm. Brandon, you are good. Should I hit send? You should not hit send. Um, Brandon, what are you getting into for Art Basel? It's Art Basel Week down here in the 305, in case you guys are aware of what that is. And it's a very busy time of year down here. Traffic is insane, as if we need additional traffic in Miami. But you got any plans? I don't. uh, Well, Amari Stoudemire. So tomorrow after the show, I'll probably go to Amari Stoudemire's event. He's doing something, I think, maybe with UBS Bank. And, you know, Amari's big into the arts. He's a collector. Um, so I may go and see what he has going on. I had two tickets to what they call, I don't know much about Art Basel, but it's the, it's one of those events, like pillars. You're going to actually buy some art or? No, I'm, I'm all, I have no room in my house anymore. I had like a lot of art in storage for about seven years, just got a bigger spot. And so I put all my stuff up and I still got stuff in the garage and storage. I got, I still got art in uh, New York in the storage in Brooklyn. Sitting in Brooklyn right now, some beautiful marble pieces. Are you going to sell or? Hell no. Not right now. No, 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 no. So now it's pretty cool because I'm teaching my kids about art. Mm-hmm. When they walk in, you know, they want to touch my hand. Let me teach you about this. It's an asset. And this is where it's what it's worth today. This is what it could be worth tomorrow. Daddy purchased this for $5,000. And look, 10 years later, now it's worth this. And then, you know, so I'm teaching them that. And then also my 
my niece and nephews coming to the crib, right? Like mm. for Thanksgiving, they're a little older, so the conversation shifted. So I could have that same conversation with them. But now I'm sitting back and I'm like, what does this piece do for you? Interesting. You know what I mean? Or what do you see, right? And so we spent probably like an hour thanks on Thanksgiving having conversation around art. So Art Basel's here. I'm not doing much. What are you doing? Um, I'm just going to dabble and see. I'm not, I think in my older years. Tom probably be done then. In my older years, I've kind of like geared more towards doing things. <clears> if <throat> it's gonna come out terrible, but like if there's no check involved, right? I don't really care about that. Ain't terrible. Yeah, Why I don't is that really, terrible? Like when I was in my twenties, I wouldn't miss a party. Right. Like right. I wouldn't miss the opening of an envelope. Like right. that was my thing. Um, but um, now like in my thirties and, and since turning 30, like I'll go out to an event every now and then, but I'm not going to like, let's go to Delilah's I'm not going to over exhaust myself trying to go you to things. Let's go to Delilah's tonight. I would do Delilah's. That's, that's a big deal that's coming to up. Miami. Yeah. Big but deal. Ashley, don't feel bad that you only go out if there's a check involved. It's no, cooking. I, I. For the most part, like I'll dabble and do like little things. If like yeah. a friend is throwing an event or I know the company throwing the event, I'll show love. Yeah. But in terms of like going and doing so many different things just to be in the mix, like, yeah. you know me, I'd rather be home like yeah. watching or, Netflix. With or at the same restaurants Tom Brady's or at. at or at a you good said it. That's huh? <laughs> Listen, guys, that does it for the Hump Day show. Hump Day. Hump Day. I'm Ashley Nicole Moss. This is Brandon Marshall, and we will be back tomorrow. Peace, guys. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.